This is Speaking Freely with the ACLU of Pennsylvania. I'm Andy Hoover, your host and director of communications at the ACLU of PA. Voting is underway in Pennsylvania as some counties have begun sending out mail and absentee ballots. In episode 48, we heard from Alexa Grant from Common Cause PA and Danelle Drinks from ACLU PA. Alexa and Danelle and I talked about some important information you need to make your plan for voting. But, as you can imagine, we couldn't cover every question. So for this episode, I talked with Marion Schneider and asked her even more questions about voting. Marion served as the Deputy Secretary for Elections and Administration at the Pennsylvania Department of State in Governor Wolf's administration and has more than 15 years of experience in election security, election administration, and voting rights law and litigation. Here at ACLUPA, we got to know Marion almost a decade ago when we fought then-Governor Corbett's effort for a strict voter ID requirement. Marion was co-counsel in the case that overturned that law. She is working with ACLUPA as a consultant on voting rights for this election. We covered a lot of ground in this conversation, so I hope you find it helpful. If you have questions about voting, visit our Know Your Rights page at aclupa.org vote. And if you run into trouble while voting, call 866-OUR-VOTE. Trained, nonpartisan volunteers can help you through the process. That's 866-OUR-VOTE, 866-687-8683. This conversation was recorded on October 1st. Well, Marion, thanks so much for taking the time to answer these questions that we're getting. Um, our staff compiled a list of questions that come into our social media platforms and that we see on our own social media channels or we hear from friends or questions we've received through intake. So you are now in the hot seat to answer these questions. <laughs> I hope you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Awesome. So as you can imagine, since this is the first year, the second election that Pennsylvania has had vote by mail, a lot of the questions we're getting are around vote by mail. So I want to ask you several different things about how mail-in voting works. So the first is that, um, and we talked about this last week with Alexa Grant uh, from Common Cause and with Danelle Drinks from ACLUPA about the fact that someone can apply to vote by mail, but then they can vote in person on the machine and how that works. They have to take their ballot and the return envelope to the poll and the poll workers will avoid it and they can vote on a regular ballot. Apparently there is a county, Dolphin County, that has told a voter that it has to be unopened. Is that accurate? Does the ballot have to be unopened? The law does not require that your mail-in ballot packet be unopened in order for you to surrender it. And in fact, the law specifically says you have to bring your ballot and the outer return envelope, which means you would have to open it just to bring those items back. The thing is, the ballot has to be capable of being voted, whether it's marked or, un or blank, it just, it, it's, it's unspoiled in a way. And so when you get to the polling place, the judge of election will spoil it. And spoiling just means they write spoiled on it <laughs> and, right. they give, and give you a declaration to sign saying that you have not voted in the election. Then you can vote normally in person and know that it, all, all counties in Pennsylvania have a new voting method. And in some counties, you will be marking a paper ballot with a pen. And in some counties, you will be voting on a machine. And that ballot, if the person does, takes that option, that ballot doesn't necessarily have to be blank, correct? 
Correct. They could have already filled it out and then decided they want to vote in person. As long as they bring it to the polling place and it is foiled, that's fine. Okay. Um, so some counties are already starting to send out mail and absentee ballots. They have to send them out to approve voters by October 13th. So when should a person start to panic if they haven't received their ballot in the mail and what can they do? Well, first of all, stay calm. Um, you have options if you don't receive your ballot. Um, you can deliver your voted mail-in ballot in person up until 8 p.m. on election day at your county voter services office. So even if you receive it the Saturday before the election, you can still vote it. You still have time, but you'll have to deliver it in person because obviously the mail won't get there through the mail. If you do not receive your ballot before election day, you can still go to the polls on election day and vote in person. You will be given a provisional ballot to do so. And what a provisional ballot is, it, it's, based, it's, it's exactly as it, what it means. It's, it's provisional because the Board of Elections will look at it after the election to make sure that it's valid. So in the case of a voter who didn't get their mail-in ballot, what they'll be looking to make sure is that your mail-in ballot wasn't received by the county election office. Of course, if you never got it, it's, it would never have been received. So it's very, very likely that the provisional ballot will be counted. As long as you're a valid registered voter, it should be counted. So all a provisional ballot is, is one that's going to be decided later whether to be counted. And once that determination is made, it'll be counted. You will get a receipt for a provisional ballot that has a phone number and you can check the status of your provisional ballot by calling that number after the election. They're not going to adjudicate those immediately. They'll be canvassing those later, probably a week later but you should still call the number. As far as when, you know, when to be worried, you can track the progress of your mail-in ballot on the Department of State website. There's gonna be some notes, we'll send the link, but if you go to uh, Votes PA website, which is on Department of State, there's a button there that you can track and you put your name, your birth date and your county, and it'll tell you the status and they will note the date that your ballot is mailed on that ballot tracker. So that's one way to see whether you're gonna get your ballot on time. So there was a significant number of people who voted by mail in the primary. Do they have to sign up to vote by mail again if, they've, if they signed up in the primary? That depends. There was a checkbox on the application that you could check that says, I would like to receive a mail-in ballot for the general election. So if you check that box, no, you don't have to reapply. But if you didn't, then you should. You can check this right now by going onto the ballot tracker that I just mentioned, because if you did check the box in the spring, it will show that you're verified for the general election and your status will be pending. If you didn't check the box, it will probably show that there's no information for an applicant, a mail-in. I think it, I'm not exactly sure of the wording, but it says something like, we have no information on our records or your information doesn't match our records or something like that, which would indicate that you have not applied. And then you can go ahead and apply. You can go ahead and apply online and have the ballot mailed to you, or you can go in person and they have a process, this one-stop shopping where you can go in, you can apply for your uh, mail-in ballot. They look at your application and verify it. And then you can get your ballot right then and there, mark it, put it in the secrecy envelope, put it in the outer envelope, sign and fill out the declaration on the outer envelope and turn it in right there. And then you will be all done in one stop. And you can do that at your county election office 
or at any other place the county election office has designated for that. We did get a question from someone who said that they were actually rejected for their vote by mail ballot application because the county said they applied twice. So probably what happened there is that they clicked in during the primary, they wanted to receive a mail-in ballot for the general. That's exactly. And guess who that also happened to? That happened to me. I <laughs> forgot that I checked the box and I applied again and I got an email back saying this has been rejected as duplicate. But I get it, so I went on the ballot tracker and I could see that there were two applications for this general. The one I got the email and had been rejected, the other says pending. So I'm waiting to receive my ballot. So really, there, you don't need to do anything. You just need to wait for your ballot. Now, because of a, a court ruling, the mailing of the ballots hasn't started yet. But a lot of counties are actually getting started now. They're getting started mailing the ballots to voters now. So you should be receiving them this week or next week. So there's been a lot of attention on drop boxes. Two weeks ago, the state Supreme Court said that state law does indeed allow counties to set up drop boxes for mail and absentee ballots. There is a case pending in federal court. Do you think counties are going to have enough time to set up drop boxes if a federal case rules in their favor? The drop boxes are being set up right now. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling is stands, and that's the state of the law right now. So counties are going ahead. And the only issue that's being litigated in, in my review of the federal case is whether they have to be unstaffed, whether there has to be election staff at the drop boxes. So that's not going to change whether drop boxes can be set up now or not. Not all 67 counties are going to have drop boxes. How does a person find out if their county has a drop box or satellite voting location? The best way to find out is to check your county's website. Most counties will list their Dropbox location on their website. You can also call the Election Protection Coalition hotline at 1-866-R-VOTE. That's 866-687-8683. And uh, hopefully once the uh, locations of the Dropboxes and also satellite offices that counties are allowed to set up, uh, we'll be able to post that also on the ACLU website. You know, President Trump has been vilifying Dropboxes. How safe are they? Well, so county election officials are taking this very seriously, and they have procedures in place to secure drop boxes and to securely retrieve ballots deposited in there. Other states have had drop boxes for many years, and there's a set of best practices that can be followed. But if you have concerns, you can drop off your ballot at the election office of your county where there are staff present. But I would check with them first before you go. And if a person really wants to get into the weeds, we filed an expert report in the lawsuit that was in front of the state Supreme Court. Uh, and you could read that. You'll see a lot of detail about the security of drop boxes, uh, aclupa.org slash Democrats. It was a suit brought by the Democratic Party. Um, so folks can check that out. You know, that discussion segues into another issue. People may be losing faith in vote by mail. How do you respond to that? Well, I, I, first of all, I think it's unfortunate that there's a national narrative that is calling into question vote by mail or absentee voting, which is a process that's been around for 100 years. That's very, very unfortunate. But if people are concerned and they're, they're relatively low risk for COVID-19, you can tell them that they can vote in person by bringing in their ballot in the outer return envelope at the polling place. We talked about that procedure where they'll, the judge of elections will spoil it and then they'll sign a declaration and vote normally. The other thing is if voters get their ballot in the next week and they mail it right back, it's going to get there in time. And I, I don't really think they should worry about that. 
But if they're worried about the postal service, they can also deliver it in person. We've talked about that. So I think that there are options. And I, I think that election officials are committed to running fair elections and they're working really hard and the Department of State as well. And so you should know that our election code and our election officials have procedures in place to make sure your ballot is safe and secure. Voters in Pennsylvania have options and folks should vote, you know, in whatever way they feel most comfortable. If they're comfortable going to the polls, you know, go for it. If they feel more comfortable with voting by mail, then they have options as you just laid out. So what happens if a person makes a mistake on their mail and ballot before they send it in? But you can request a new ballot by contacting your county election office, assuming that you have time to do so and get it back in time. But again, you can also bring it to the polling place and spoil it and get and vote normally on the polling place if you would like. But voters under the election code, voters are entitled to make mistakes and, and get a new ballot when they make mistakes. So there's a lot of chatter out there about the vote count. When do mail-in ballots and absentee ballots get counted? Right now, under the new law that was enacted last year, counties will start pre-canvassing or getting votes, getting the ballots ready to count at 7 a.m. on election day. But because of the, the increased number of mail-in ballots this year because of the coronavirus, the process is going to take longer than we're accustomed to. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that there are problems. It means that election officials are doing everything they can to make sure that every vote counts and that every person's voice is heard. So we shouldn't expect that all votes will be counted by election night because the deadlines for returning mail-in ballots are 8 p.m. on election night and the Supreme Court ruled that ballots postmarked on or before election day but received by November 6 will still count. So everybody needs to readjust their expectations of when we'll have a final count. And that's, it's going to take a while because of the increased number and we should give election officials the chance to do their jobs. ACLU communications staff got an interesting email recently from uh, one of our colleagues at the ACLU of Utah. Utah is one of the uh, 100% vote by mail states. And he talked about how the count goes on for a couple weeks and twice a week they release the latest results and the, the lead changes. It goes back and forth over time. Um, and it's just part of the culture of voting in Utah because everybody knows that this is how it works with vote by mail. Yeah, so it's a big adjustment for states like Pennsylvania who haven't had a significant number of absentee ballots in the past. And so uh, we all have to adjust, but we want to make sure that every validly cast ballot is counted. And I think that's the most important thing. So counties tell male and absentee voters when their ballot is received. Are they informed when the ballot is counted? No, the, you'll just see, you'll just see the, when the date it's mailed and the date it's received back. But assuming it's received in time, then it'll be counted at the time that the county counts all the mail-in ballots. We got a question about the signature on your voter registration. Which signature is being matched against? Is it the one that a person signed with their voter registration or is it from PennDOT? So the answer to this question depends on how you registered to vote initially. If you did a separate voter registration application, then it's the signature that was submitted then. So say, say you submitted your voter registration on paper, then your signature on the paper form is what's in the SURE system. If you did online voter registration or you registered when you uh, took care of your driver's license, then it's the signature from the Department of Motor Vehicles. But just know that your signature stays in the SURE system, which is the Pennsylvania Voter Registration Database. So whatever signature's in there, that's what they match again. They don't go out to PennDOT and 
match against PennDOT. So it really depends on how you registered to vote the first time. In our last episode, we talked a little bit about the fact that people with a criminal record do have the right to vote in Pennsylvania. Um, anyone who is on probation or parole, someone, even people who are incarcerated currently, if they're pretrial or they're incarcerated for a misdemeanor conviction. One of the questions I've seen come up repeatedly in election after election on this issue is how does someone vote if they're in a halfway house? So the, a voter in a halfway house has completed their um, prison sentence and are just waiting a final release and they can vote. They have to vote an absentee ballot. Their voter registration address has to be somewhere else than the halfway house. So if they had a previous address before they were incarcerated or another address that they can put on the voter registration form, that's the address that they would put in for the registration address. Then they can have the absentee ballot mailed to them at the halfway house fill it out and mail it back. But that's basically, it's an absentee balloting process because they will be absent from their municipality on election day. Well, uh, something that's been getting nationwide attention is an article that was published last week by The Atlantic. It was called The Election That Could Break America. And one of the revelations in the piece was that Republican leaders in Pennsylvania had discussed the idea of legislators appointing the state's electors for the electoral college, regardless of the outcome of the popular vote in the presidential election. The state Senate Majority Leader, Jake Corman, responded forcefully. He said in a statement, quote, the General Assembly is obligated to follow the law, and the law is the election code, which clearly defines how electors are chosen and does not involve the legislature. So what is the law on how electors are chosen? It seems like we have some conflicting information here between the Atlantic sources and what Jake Corman is saying. So actually, Jake Corman is pretty much correct. The, the, how electors are chosen is a matter of the United States Constitution and state statutory law. When the electors are chosen is delegated to Congress, but the manner of choosing electors is delegated to the state. Pennsylvania already has a statute that says presidential electors will be chosen as a result of the popular vote on election day. So that's, that's already the law in Pennsylvania. So if the election is held on November 3rd, then the will of the people as expressed in who wins the popular vote will determine who the electors are. What the Atlantic article is saying is in some disaster type scenario, they're, they're speculating that a legislature could set aside the results of a popular vote election. And I think that would be extremely difficult to do so under the law because we already have the statute and the statute says the voters vote on election day, whoever wins gets the electors, the secretary of state certifies the election and the governor signs the certification and sends it over to Congress. That's the status of the law. If the election is held, there doesn't seem to be any legal authority for the General Assembly to set that aside. These are unusual times, and I feel like we're broaching unusual conversations, so thanks for that clarification. So let's end it with a couple of fun things. Everybody's got their swag, you know, they've got their t-shirts, they've got their buttons for their preferred candidate. Can a person wear a candidate t-shirt into their polling place? Oh, I think the answer to that is yes because uh, it's your First Amendment right to support the candidate of your choosing. And if you're not a poll worker or a poll watcher or, or somebody who has some kind of authority in the polling place, you should be allowed to wear your candidate t-shirt and, and support for a particular candidate into the polling place. It would not surprise me if some poll workers tried to shut that down, though. 
that would not surprise me either, but I, I don't think that you can enforce that as against voters. The election code talks only about poll workers. There can be no campaign literature. There can be no candidate buttons. Poll workers are not allowed to do anything in a partisan way um, in the polling place. And that makes total sense. Sure. Um, but voters, people are going to be showing their support or working for campaigns, and they need to be allowed to wear that into the polling place. Um, if you have a concern about that or you're worried, cover it under your code or whatever. And finally, uh, this is the social media era. So can I take a photo of myself inside the polling place? Can I take a ballot selfie? There were some cases on that. And they went, the cases came down on both sides of that, but none, I don't believe were decided in Pennsylvania. My advice to people taking ballot selfies is if you want to show proudly that you have exercised your right to vote, you can take your picture, but don't show your ballot because the Pennsylvania Constitution protects everyone's ballot. We have a constitutional right to a secret ballot. And the reason for that is so that voters are not coerced or coerced into voting for someone they don't want to, or also so that people can't sell their votes. So uh, of course you can always waive your right to secret ballot, but we don't want to get into a situation where we're encouraging people to buy and sell votes. Well, Marion, I want to give you a chance to just uh, offer any other advice. Did we miss anything? You know, you, you've have a, you've had a long career in these on these issues as Deputy Secretary of the Department of State and as a voting rights lawyer. Any final messages for voters? The most important message I can give voters is there's only one surefire way to make sure your vote doesn't count, and that's to not show up. So everybody needs to vote and have their voice heard, whether, whether you vote by mail, whether you go and do the one-stop shopping or vote in person. Everyone just needs to vote. This is a very important election. All right. Thanks, Marion. Thanks for all of your insights and your expertise. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Andy. That's Marian Schneider, former Deputy Secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of State. Again, visit our Know Your Rights webpage, aclupa.org vote, and call 866-OUR-VOTE if you have trouble and need help, 866-687-8683. That brings episode 49 to a close. The editor of Speaking Freely is Amy Giacomucci. Our music is from bensound.com. The executive director of the ACLU of Pennsylvania is Reggie Shuford. I'm Andy Hoover. Until next time, be healthy and be free.